It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Kyle Kuzma's name has been linked with many teams as the hot stove season is starting to sizzle. We're going to go over that and potential trade packages, and we're going to talk about the next game against the Indiana Pacers and do a preview next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again, with my guy, The Real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where's the game? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Starts. So we're going to get it right into it. Hosto season starting to sizzle, man. <laughs> and one name that's been linked to many teams is Kyle Kuzma. Now, there was a poll that was taken by other NBA execs, and they said that the likelihood of Kyle Kuzma being moved at the deadline is, is a high probability. And I'm going to go ahead and pull it up. There's a question from a viewer. Shout out to Michael Corpus, and this is going to be the question for the day. If we flip Kyle Kuzma, should it be for an impactful point guard? What do you think, E? Um, definitely. Yeah. I think we should try to get some picks in return or a first round pick the, the executive, you know, we don't know how true the report is. The, the rumor is, um, from NBA trade report, um, online, they said executives believe Kyle Kuzma will be traded before the season's deadline. Washington is looking for a first round draft pick. Um, yeah, you got to get a pick back. You just have to, especially with all our picks being protected, that 2023 draft pick being protected from the John Wall trade. We need more young guys. We need more young talent. We need guards. We need a point guard badly. Um, Monte Morris, I think he's a really good backup point guard. I think Jordan Goodwin is a good backup point guard. I think DeLon Wright is a good backup point guard. But we just don't have anybody that can get into the paint and make things easier for guys and just open up the offense, uh, get guys easy shots, get guys like Gafford easy dunks, Porzingis easy dunks. We just don't have that guy on the roster. Um, I think we just have solid backups. But if you can flip Kuz for a first-round pick or – even two first-round picks, the way he's been playing, he's been playing really, really well. I think for two first-round picks would definitely be very optimistic, but I think a first and a solid player would be really, really good because, you know, as Sean said, you know, he's looking for – he's possibly going to get make 20 to $25 million. And the Wizards right now, we're the 11th seed in the Eastern Conference, so we're on the outside looking into the play-in. Um, if it continues to look that way in January or February – and, you know, you got Rui that's coming, that's going to be a free agent. Porzingis is going to be a free agent or have a playoff option. Kuzma's going to have a playoff option. You know, 
I said this before, Kuzma's not going to look for a hometown discount. You know, you got guys, Jeremy Grant's going to get a big pay- payday. Um, you look at DeAndre Hunter, he got a big payday. You look at uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, he's gotten paid. Harrison Barnes has gotten paid 18, like $18, $17 million. Berton, $16 million. So guys that are small forwards and power forwards, are, they're getting paid, and the, the salary cap's rising, the money's going up. And Kuzma, the way he's playing, 20 points a game, uh, six or seven boards a game, a couple assists, he's been clutch. He's had a 36-point game against the Mavericks. Uh, he's had a darn good season. I think he's earned more than more, more than twenty million dollars right now. He's very underpaid at thirteen and a half million dollars. Um, are the Wizards going to be able to pay that? You know, past this year, and are you willing to bring him back? And what's the ceiling of this team if you do even bring him back? Is it going to be another season of being in the play-in or not even getting past the first round? So is it, is it even worth it bringing back Kuz? I love Kuz. I think he's a great leader. He's one of my favorite players on the team. But uh, for the question. If we had to trade him, yes, I do think you you want to bring up back you want to bring back a point guard, um, or really just picks because if if you're looking the rebuild right route, you just want to get picks like we brought up the Hawks, just get some picks, get uh, AJ Griffin if you can, maybe Jalen Johnson, just get, and Yeke the big man, just get young talent in here. We don't have a lot of young guys under the age of 25 that are super talented or that have elite talent. Looking around the league, we're about to play the Pacers. You look at Tyrese Halliburton, we just don't have any young guys on that that playing level. Not a lot of people do, but we just don't have anybody in that stratosphere right now on this roster under the age of 25. Um, maybe even close to Benedict Mathurin, the way Mathurin is playing too. So uh, we need more picks. Do I trust Tommy to hit home runs with these picks? I don't. But if you're going to trade Kuz, yes, you have to get a first-round pick. I think a point guard would be ideal uh, for sure. Yeah, I think the important question with any kind of trade scenario involving Kyle Kuzma is – you, you got to assume that we're rebuilding because, you know, Rui would probably step in be the four, you know, and I assume Denny the three. So you're going younger, you know, so, you know, there's a lot of questions, you know, you get rid of coups, you know, do you, are you getting rid of Bill? Are you, are you, you know, a lot of questions, but looking at, you know, focusing on Kyle Kuzma, you know, he's a hot commodity right now. You know, he's really evolved into a, a complete player. And, you know, we, we said it time and time again this year that, you know, his value's up, his value's up. So, you know, looking at the names that have been floated, you know, Phoenix, obviously, with Jay Crowder. Uh, Atlanta, you know, you got to look at Atlanta. There's a little bit of turmoil between their star player and their coach. So, you know, so, you know, you know, we said Atlanta, A.J. Griffin and, and Jalen Johnson would be targets. But, you know, looking at fans, you know, a lot, a lot of fans, man, they've been cooking up a lot of these trade proposals. And one of the more popular choices with fans has been the New York Knicks. And then um, lately uh, in the news, Cam Reddish, formerly of Duke, has played himself out of the rotation. So this would be the second team in the row that he's kind of played himself out of rotation. You know, if you look at Cam Reddish, he's, he's got a lot of talent. So the question is, you know, if you add him to a potential deal with maybe Fournier or Emmanuel Quickly, who would fill that point guard spot, would you go for it? You know, that I think that, and, and I believe they hold our first round pick. So I think out of potential, and I know the, you know the potential teams that can emerge outside of Atlanta and Phoenix, it would be the New York Knicks. Because I think that that would be a good trade proposal. You know, I love Kuz, man. I just, I, I'm very hesitant to move Kuz because I like his game. You know, I wasn't a big fan of him in LA. I, I, I'll be real with you. I was not a big fan. Um, but because I, th- I saw a lot of immaturity, you know, he just, you know, playing in, playing in, you know, behind Lebron, LeBron James is hard, man. You know, <laughs> so, but him coming to DC, he's really developed into a grown man. He really has. I mean, he has really shown his leadership. He's a complete player. You know, he is, he's a threat. So it's hard to move on, but 
you know, with a team without draft picks, you gotta you gotta strike while it's hot, man. You know, if you haven't, if you're in position to, I mean, you already got a replacement in Rui, so I mean, it's not too much of a pain to move him, but you gotta get value. We gotta get picks. We have to get picks. And if you're able to get a point guard in Emmanuel quickly from New York, Fournier, or even Cam Reddish. I would go for it. So, I mean, what do you think about that potential trade? And there's a few more I'm going to bring up, but what do you think, you know, if New York came out and those were the guys available, would you pull the yeah, trigger? Yeah, Frank had said that uh, Emmanuel Quickly and, and Evan Fournier would or Cam Reddish would be attached to a deal where they, the Knicks would try to send Evan Fournier out. Yes, they do have our first-round pick, so that would be great to get our pick back. Um, so, you know, those protections wouldn't be on there anymore if we just get our own pick back. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Cam I think – only thing with Cam Reddish is, you know, his motor was questioned coming out of Duke. You know, there was a there was a tournament game where he sat down, he didn't play, and people questioned his heart and how much does he love the game. And, you know, he's super talented, but you know, why are you on the end of the bench? You know, what's what's the disconnect there? Why every team he's going to he's only been on two teams, but you know, why hasn't it worked out with the Hawks and now with the Knicks? I think he's a super talented player. Emmanuel quickly, I like him a lot. He can get downhill, he can get to the paint, which is something that our point guards aren't able to do. Um, you know, he's really good off the, off the dribble, very shifty, young talent, very athletic as well. Can shoot the ball a little bit too. Um, so I, I would love to get quickly. I think those are two young guys that you can work with. Cam Reddish is going to be a free agent this coming off season too, because he was in the draft with Rui. So those are two guys that would be a free agent. Now, Cam Reddish, I don't think you would have to pay him much just because he's had so many DNPs and he hasn't played much. Um, so you wouldn't have to pay him like Rui. I think Rui's going to make more than him in the market. Um, so you have to make a decision there. But, yeah, I mean, Evan Fournier, I think he's a solid player. Of course, his contract's not ideal. He's making $18 million per year. Um, so it's, it's not great. It's not the worst. People talk about his contract is so bad, but I don't think it's as bad as people. I think it's not good, but it's not as bad as people say. People act like it's like the Bertans contract that we had. And that's the thing with Kuz, too. We want to have foresight. We want to make moves before it's too late. We don't want to let guys walk for nothing. Um you know, we could have traded Bertans for a couple of picks when he was hot. Um, so we, we just don't want to let that happen again. I feel like there's some other guys that we definitely, you know, hold on, held on too long that we could have got rid of. Uh, and I don't want that to happen. With, uh, now, if we start winning, that's the thing. It's it's going to come down to where we're at in January or February. If we're winning games, then I think Tommy Shepard is going to hold on to coups. Now, if we're five games under 500, I say it's five for five. If we're five games over 500, keep coups. If you're five games under 500, then yes, you need to fire sell. You need to start moving guys. Uh, Kuz, um, Will Barton, other guys, you know, maybe even Rui. Uh, guys need to be on the trade block for sure. I think everybody needs to be up for for. Um, I think everybody needs to be a trade candidate on the roster. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, getting back to Cam Reddish, I would take him. I know it's two teams that he hasn't really worked out with but i think there's a solution to that i would humble him a little bit i would send him to the g league i would i would take reddish easy but i would i would send him to the g league and i would humble him and i would get him that playing time and then i would bring his confidence up and then see what i have as far as on the roster but i like i, I like cam reddish i think new york could be a potential trade piece now obviously barden would be a piece that we'd be sending out down because he just hasn't worked out man you know i, I like mm -hmm. seeing local guys come back home you know, come, you know, come back home to be more man, but it just he hasn't worked out. But there's a few more proposals I'm going to talk about, and there's actually a question I have for you. But before we go, today's episode is brought to you by Masterclass. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best artists, icons, leaders, anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn how to cook from Gordon Ramsay. 
With over 180 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you always wanted to do is closer than you think. I use it all the time, um, especially around holidays. I'm, I'm trying to get into cooking, you know, so these videos, you know, these classes help out a lot. And really, I've stepped my game up with helping my wife cook, so I know she's happy with that. What class did you take? How is the relevance to your life and interest? What did you learn and what were you able to do and what did you learn? Those are questions that, you know, Masterclass has for people. You know, feel free to build on this experience as the campaign continues. New things you learn, what you're excited about learning, etc. Because it's not necessary to sit down and consume a full class start to finish. Sharing insights from individual lessons or what you're able to learn in 10 minutes is great too. I highly recommend you check it out. I highly recommend it. This holiday, give the perfect gift of an annual Masterclass membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash locked on today. That's masterclass.com slash locked on. Terms apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Again, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire could feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and free. I use LinkedIn when I got out the military. Um, I use a lot of different work sites, but... The easier one for me was LinkedIn. It's just very user-friendly. Uh, you get contact with jobs faster. So then, you know, then you add your job and your purple hiring frame. Oh, to see LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions up. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So getting back into it, there was a few more trade proposals that were considered. One was the Dallas Mavericks, our, our good friend. Oh, one thing I want to say, yeah, Cam Reddish, I wouldn't send him to the G League. I think he's too talented. Um, I do think he, he, he can actually contribute. I know he started a couple games this year for the Knicks. Like they tried it out. And the, the crazy thing is with, with Cam Reddish, is I know Tom Thibodeau. There was reports that Tom Thibodeau didn't even want him there when they uh, when they traded for him. Like he wasn't on. He was that wasn't really his decision at all. It's never really the coach's decision at all, anyway. But um, Cam, he had 11 points against the Grizzlies, where he was one for two from the three. He had 11 points as well against the Golden State Warriors. Um, so and he had 26 points against OKC this year too. So I think he's way too talented to be in the G League. He had 19 points against Utah, where the Knicks won this year as well. So he's had a couple of good games. He had 22 points against Memphis uh, again on November on October 19th in a double overtime game. Um, so I, I think he's way too talented. He's he's he, I think he's just as a question mark 
he really is. And you remember the Anthony Edwards video where, you know, they're in a hotel and this is back when they're high school. They're like, who's, who's so talented? Who's a guy that you couldn't stop in high school? This is high school. So this is years ago now, but he was like Cam Reddish. He is so talented, but I just don't know what it is. Is it the motor? Is it the mental aspect? Like what is it? He's such a question mark. Um, but yeah, I mean, one trade scenario that I've seen, I mean, maybe you could do like, um, what it was, it was Denny and Will Barton for, um, I, I know I sent it to you. It was like Denny and Will Barton for Evan Fournier Emmanuel quickly, quickly in our first round pick. Now the Knicks would say no to that. That's just not realistic at all. But, um, or Will Barton for Evan Fournier in a first round pick or something like that. The, the Knicks would say no to that hundred uh, percent. But I think Cam Reddish would be good. I think he would work out here. I, he can shoot the three two. He would be one of our three point shooters coming to the team already. If he comes here. Yeah. And I, I do agree that he's maybe too talented to go to G league, but I think that's the problem. You know, a lot of guys that come into the league and the talent kind of gets to the head. And, you know, for you to, to sit down and, and refuse to play or, you know, not work out, I think that's why you got to humble them. You know, you sometimes you got to let people know that, you know, as easy as you get this, it can be taken away. You know, send them to G League and, you know, you got to humble them, you know, because he's a young guy. So, yeah, he's obviously too talented. But, you know, you know, if you really want to take a chance on a guy with talent, you got to you got to you got to nip that attitude quick because, you know, and that, and that's one way to do it. I would humble him quick in the G League. But looking at potential trade proposals, I know Dallas was brought up. You know, our friend Dallas, who uh, took Bertans off the books for us, uh, I believe it was a first-rounder and Christian Wood. Now, Christian Wood, I'm I'm actually a little intrigued. And because if, if you were to acquire Christian Wood, I would put him at the four, and that would be a tall lineup. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christian Wood can shoot from behind the arc. Mm-hmm. He can play D. You know, he's, you know, I've, I've been a fan of him over the years going all the way back to Detroit when he played for Detroit. So I, I'm actually intrigued by that. So what would you think of acquiring Christian Wood and maybe putting him at the four? Yeah, um, trade machine was Christian Wood in a 2027 first round pick, top 10 protected for Kyle Kuzma, Daniel Gafford. Um, Christian was a good player, man. He kills us every time he plays us. Um, the Rockets, he had, he had t- was eight threes or nine threes he hit with the Rockets against the Wizards last year or something ridiculous where he went yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was like eight threes. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, Gafford, moving on from that contract. I know he's playing better as of late, but, you know, that's a contract you're going to have to look at too when it when it turns up to $13.5 million. Um, but if you're not going to resign Kuz, at least, yes, you do get a first-round pick back in return. So I, I think – that's not a bad trade. You have the Twin Towers with Christian Wood and uh, and, and uh, Chris S. Porzingis. Um, of course, you know, the defense, you know, guarding quicker fours like Jason Tatum's or Jalen you know, Browns. Or, there's not a lot of those guys out there, but guarding those guys. But when when Gafford and Porzingis play together, they play really well. That will help out the rebound. I know we're a good rebounding team statistically, but maybe we grab that rebound that we missed last night against the Bulls because that was inexcusable. Christian Wood is a good rebounder as well. Um, and they both they both are stretched big, so they really wouldn't get in the way of each other, kind of like Carl Towns and Rudy Gobert, because Gobert can't shoot the three. It doesn't stretch the floor as well. So he kind of gets in the way of spacing because Gobert just, you know, he's, he's he doesn't have a mid-range or a three-point shot, but Towns can shoot. You would actually have two versatile stretch bigs that can really shoot the three and are, are mobile and that can move. So that would be an interesting pairing there. Once again, you just got to find a point guard to bring the best out of these guys, too. So I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad at that trade. Yeah, let's play GM real quick. All right. <laughs> let's, let's pull off a three team trade between Dallas and New York. All right. So obviously the objective is to find a point guard. So let's, let's shift around here. 
If you if the Dallas was to give up uh Christian Wood, New York would be Cam Reddish, Fournier, and quickly. Who, who would the pieces be for us? Well, who would you be willing to part with? I know Barton would definitely be on the list. Mm, Barton. Um, but you would who would I mean between Denny, because you gotta get rid of at least one to two of these young guys. Mm. So would it be Denny? Would it be Rui? What are you thinking? Uh, it could be either one. I know they may want to move on from Rui because of the con- because it's a contract year. They don't know if they're gonna pay him. Um, Denny, I said before that I think it would be best for a change of scenery for him because it just hasn't really worked out here in in three years. Um, now he just he just plays better without Brad. You saw it last night. He was more confident. He had the ball more. His usage rate goes up when Brad is there. He's kind of more like a three and D guy, just catch and shoot, and he's been awful from the three point line, and he's struggling to make layups. So I just think um, his time in D.C., I think he's a, he, he has the talent, but it just hasn't been put all together. He has a lot of uh, offensive deficiencies. So I, I think just a, a change of scenery would be best for him. Um, so I wouldn't be I wouldn't mind. I, I'd rather move Denny than Rui, to be honest. I think we've been missing Rui, his scoring off the bench. Uh, it's just the only thing is just the contract. Um, so, yeah, I, I would move Denny. Um, and Kuz for uh, for a point guard, possibly. If, if you know you're not going to bring back Kuz, you know, as long as we can get a first-round pick back in return, I think that would definitely help. And then Will Barton, you can just send him – you can you can send him for a second-round pick right now at this point. Look, don't sleep on second-round picks. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, look at Andrew Nimhard. Look at him. Look at Andrew yeah, Nimhard. Just, Draymond Green, second-round pick. Gilbert Green, second-round pick. I mean, there's, we sleep on second-round – you know, we draft guys, no district to Isu Sanan and, and, and guys like that, Yannick Zosa. We stashed like, Bowl Bowls a second round pick. Look at him, you know that's a guy we could have drafted. So I mean, I'm, I'm, you're right. I'd never sleep on second round picks. I love second round picks. Oh, we about to see Indiana second round picks soon. Man. Yeah, yep. man, look, he's lighting it up. I mean, <laughs> the list goes on. The second round picks. I mean, Draymond Green. You know, he was a second round pick. You know, the list goes on, man. The second round picks. We have to value picks better. And I know that's a whole another conversation. You know, we mm. you can say time and time again just how many issues we've had drafting, but. You know, second round picks, I think we need, you know, first, second round, any kind of picks we can get, definitely get them because we're in, we're in short supply. We we are historically bad for just sending first round picks and trades like it's nothing. You know, going back to Bogdanovich when he, when he played for Brooklyn, you know, that misses and trade going into the playoffs. You know, we, we sent a first round pick for a guy that didn't even last a half a season for us, you know, and you can time and time again. So we have to value picks better, but you know, it's interesting because, you know, it's hostile time. So, you know, having any discussions about potential packages, you know, Kuzma, I, you can't see him being moved at the deadline. His value is through the roof right now. I see Rui stay. I see Rui. I mean, you can't send out both. You know, if you get rid of Kuzma, you got to you got to hold on to Rui. And, and you know, likewise, you know, if you get rid of Rui, you got to hold on to Kuz because both of them, I think, can start at the four and be very successful at the four going forward with his franchise. So it's got to be one or the other. So. You know, um, right before we're going to move into the preview for the Indiana Pacers Friday night. But before we do, we have a sponsor. This episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league. 
helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All yes, right. Sir. Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so we're going to move right into the preview for the Indiana Pacers games. Now, the Pacers have been playing above expectations. Now, looking at their potential lineup, obviously Tyrese Halliburton starting at the point where you know what he can do. He's mm-hmm. just, he's just, man, he's a, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be good, man. He's mm-hmm. really gonna be good. Um, but it gets tricky from there. You know, looking at ESPN and a few sites on the depth chart and potential lineups for this game, they had one site had Benedict Matherin at the two, but all of them had Buddy Hill at the three. Now Hill, he's a crafty guard, and who can defend the three, but he's a little undersized to do so. So my question regarding that, is this the perfect place to kind of exploit their team? You know, because I think Denny can pretty much handle Buddy Hill. So is that the matchup you're looking for? Or what matchup are you looking forward to that will be that pivotal matchup for a dub? Um, Tyrese Halliburton, man. Um, I'm, I'm trying to look up where he ranks in assists. But um, there's games where he'll have 15 assists, um, 16 assists. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. He's first in the NBA in assists per game with 11 assists per game. He's first in the NBA with overall assists with 254. He's fifth in the league with steals and uh, with 43, third in the league in, st- in steals per game. Um, I mean, he's he's the head of the snake right now. He's he's 16th in player efficiency rating. He's you know, 11th in, in win shares, 12th in offensive win shares as well. This is per basketball reference. So um, basically, it, it, he's just the head of the snake right now. He really is. Um, they go through him. He's initiating their offense, obviously, because he's their point guard. Um, but your question about Buddy Hill, man, he hurt us last game. I mean, we got blown out at home. You know, we beat him the first time. Then Miles Turner came back. He was healthy. Uh, we played zone. We doubled. That's when West was just going double happy and zone happy against good teams that can shoot the three, like Kevin Durant was killing us, and then Buddy Hill was killing Matherin, um, Halliburton. So whatever defensive philosophy that Wes Unsell Jr. had the first game, we can't, we can't do that. We got to throw that. Out. We have to throw that out the window. So um, maybe you could put Daniel Halliburton just to disrupt him um, and just have somebody with a long wingspan in his face. Then he just has to defend without fouling. Um, but yeah, Buddy Hill, man, you got to get out there. You have to know where he is. You have to be in his airspace. You're gonna have to. Def- you're gonna have to. You know, maybe even face face guard him when he's running around on those screens. You got to communicate because we're one of the worst um, defensive three point percentage teams in the league. We're twenty third in opponent three point percentage, so um, we we got to buckle up for this one because they they will sh- they're going to shoot a lot of threes right now. They are fourth in three point attempts in the league, so they get a lot of threes up, and we don't defend the three point line well. So you're going to have to really really. Get- Yeah, moving on, um, talking about the Pacers, uh, like he was talking about. You know, Buddy Hill is, is no slouch, man. You know, Buddy Hill is no slouch. You know, he's just, you know, but I think that Denny. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, keep oh, okay. Oh, so, you know, going back to uh, Buddy Hill, he, he's, he's a crafty guard, man. He can shoot from outside, but looking at, I was going to get on this. Uh, if, that, if ever there was a trade that everybody won, it was the Kings and Pacers trade because, I mean, Buddy Hill, he's just he's been that talent. I, I just, you know, coming over from Sacramento in Halliburton, 
what can you know? You can't say enough about Halliburton, man. He's just he's he's a, he's an all star. He's a future all star. He's going to be an all star. You know, so but I think Buddy Hill is is a is a matchup you have to you got to exploit that because he's undersized. You know, I think if Denny if that's his assignment, then definitely I think he can handle him. But more importantly, you got to look at Miles Turner, and um, I know that Jalen Smith is day to day, but I mean chances are he's going to play. So you know, with Jalen Smith and Miles Turner. Another question for you is, is this the perfect time to play a bigger lineup? Would you play Gafford and KP against this team or and, and maybe Kuz at the three? Or are you content with Kuz at the four and Denny maybe holding down the three? I'll switch it up. I mean, they did – Gafford and Porzingis did a good job. They did a good job against the Hornets where they only held the Hornets to 10 points in the fourth quarter. Um, I thought Porzingis and Gaff were okay against the Bulls and Gaff and Gibson. I thought they, they did a solid job too when they played together. So I, I don't think West should be scared to play – Two bigs at the same time, especially with Miles Turner out there. Miles Turner, he's he's a Wizards killer as well. Um, he had 23 points and hit four threes uh, against the Timberwolves. They just lost. But, um, yeah, especially with this rebounding, especially in the clutch two, they may have to just try a big lineup if it gets down to the crunch time because we just give up too many late-game offensive rebounds that just put the nail in the coffin. and we shoot ourselves in the foot. Um, and I think we should try to dominate. Um, they, they play, you know, they're starting fives, Halliburton, Nimhard, Miles Turner. Aaron Neesmith and Buddy Hilde. Um, yeah, I would try to go big a couple of times against the Pacers. Yeah, I think this is the perfect time to do that. I think it's, it's time to see Gaff and KP in the front court together because, I mean, rebounding, it, you solve that issue. You know, so the question is who at the three? You know, presumably, you know, it'll be Kuz at the three. And then, But then the question is, would you put Denny at the two? I mean, I know that he kind of goes to three or the four, but he has played against two guards before. Or would you bring Kisper? I mean, it's a, but that's the thing. I think that West has to be more crafty with his lineups. You know, stop being stagnant with his, you know, stop having the same lineups day in and day out. Really explore a little bit because th- this is a, a strength that we've had or what we have on this team is that we have a lot of guys who can play multiple positions. So I think he has to explore a little bit because, look, Indiana, man, they're young, they're hungry, they're trying to let the NBA know that, look, you know, being young doesn't mean we're, we're supposed to slide down the standings. They're playing above expectations, and they can cook you. You know, Buddy Hilde is historically known to be a heck of a three-point shooter. You look at Jalen Smith, formerly of Merlin, University of Merlin, Baby Terrapin. You know, yes, you know he, he can play some ball. You know, and you, even if you look at the bench, man, O'Shea, Ritzer. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, uh, was it Terry, Taylor, uh, Taylor? You know, they have a lot of depth in this team. This is a young team, so. I think that we're going to slide right into the keys to victory, and I'm going to go into mine real fast. Keys of victory. And I know I'm pretty much reiterating most of the time my keys of victory, but these are the biggest issues we have. And when they hit these areas, they win. One, defense, 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 defense. Transition defense has to be better. It was slightly better last game, but then we still got caught sleeping. Perimeter defense, biggest one. Perimeter, perimeter. We've got to guard the perimeter, man. We have got to guard the perimeter because, like you said, they will cook you, and they will. They will cook you. So the perimeter defense, I think it has a lot to do with – all defense has to do with defensive communication. You know, communication is key. We are poor in communication, and we have been poor all year on the defensive end. You know, we get mismatched a lot, you know, team, and that comes with not communicating on the defensive end. So we have to communicate. So defense is one. Three-point shooting will be two. You know, I, you know, I say time and time again, I'm not asking for them to be Golden State just to be better than 29%. <laughs> That's all I'm asking here, man. It's just better than 29%. You know, hit those open shots. You know, I forgot to say this last episode, you know, talking about um, them shooting low percentage three-point shots. You need to hit the open ones. 
you know, this goes for Denny. This goes for anybody. You have to hit open shots or open for a reason. There's a reason why they're, they're letting Denny shoot because they know, you know, so there's a big reason why they're yep. sitting back and say, hey, go ahead, launch it. Go ahead, brother. You know, they're, they're daring them to shoot. So we have to be better at uh, three-point shooting and rebounding and paint defense. I'm going I'm to mold it into one, you know, protecting the paint, really, you know, making the paint our territory, man. You know, we got to rebound consistently and we have to defend the paint. Miles Turner can't shoot behind the arc, but he can cook you inside. You know, same thing with Jalen Smith. They are, they are avid rebounders. So that would be my keys to victory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Pacers are first in pace, so they want to run. They're second in fast break points per game, so we got to get back on defense. So transition defense is going to be huge. Um, guarding the point of attack against Tyrese Halliburton is going to be huge. He's the head of the snake. He gets a lot of assists, uh, 11 assists per game. Um, and defending the three-point line, they're really good at shooting threes. They're they're 13th in three-point percenters, and they sh they're fourth in three-point attempts. So three-point defense is going to be huge. Transition defense, and I'll just keep it simple, man. We gotta we gotta stop the unforced errors and turnovers. We, make, we gotta make free throws. We gotta make free throws. That hurt us last night. I'll just go off the stuff from that hurt us against the Bulls. Free throws, turnovers, and uh, rebounding. And I think we should win this game. Miles Turner is a tough cover too. So it's going to be a big game for Porzingis and Gaff. They let Anthony Davis have 55. They let Vucevic have 27. All the bigs that they played against lately, Bam out of bio went crazy. All the bigs that they've been playing against crazy, they, they have had, they've had easy nights. They've had big nights. So Porzingis is gut check time for him. Gafford too. Gibson, all of them. They got to step up and be physical. Yes, sir. So again, everybody tune in Friday night. On the road in Indiana, let's get this dub. I think it's a very winnable game. Now it's going to be a test. Mm -hmm. And last, last thing, I'm sorry to cut you off too. Chandler yeah. Parsons talking trash about Kyle Kuzma. He should never <laughs> talk again about somebody being overpaid or getting paid too much <laughs> money. Chandler pa Parsons is the last person to say anything about Kyle Kuzma. You didn't hear about that in a FanDuel interview. Chandler Parsons basically is saying that Kyle Kuzma thinks he's a star, thinks that he's better than who he is. Chandler Parsons is basically talking about himself in the mirror, a guy who missed multiple games he had a contract because he was best buddies with mark cuban you're talking about kyle kuzma who averaged 20 points in his career and Chandler parsons only averaged what six 12 points in his career and you're you're talking about kyle kuzma an nba champion who's playing on an all-star level right now Chandler parsons he needs to have a seat right now he shouldn't say anything about kyle kuzma he just needs to worry about and talk about himself he needs to stop he needs to sit down somewhere, man. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, man? You were best friends with uh, Mark Cuban for for how long? You know, come on, bro. Like, Stealing stop. money. Yeah, it's just, just stop, man. You know, look, you, you have no place to talk about Kyle Kuzma because he's, he's a much better player. So, yeah, it's just we, we, we were laughing about it before the episode, y'all. <laughs> like, come on, man. You need to stop. You know, it's right. just so, yeah, uh, moving on again, Indiana on the road Friday night. Oh, who you got winning? Real, real quick. Ooh, man. I got us losing this game, man. I'm going to tell mm -hmm. you why. Same Indiana's man. just – Indiana's just – their chemistry shows. Halliburton is is really developing to a floor general, man. You know, he, his vision for you, for a guy that's young, you know, just – I have us losing this game. I hate to say that because <laughs> I'm a very loyal fan. But I just I, – they have a lot of firepower. We are – our defensive issues are just – they explode it every time. You know, we just we have issues on the defensive end, and I think West, look, West, you got to step it up, man. You, your 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 calling card is defense. You know, come on, bro. Like, so I just the defense just ain't there to deal with a team that can light you up. Buddy Hill can light you up. You know, Halliburton can light you up. Mathur can light you up. It's just so I got us losing, and I mean, I'm even going to predict it, man. I, I, it's going to be a poor shooting night. I, it's going to be 109.92. 
I think so too. Um, it's in Indiana as well. Just looking at the standings before I know we were supposed to wrap it up, but um, they're six in the East. We're 11th in the East. They're 13 and 12, and we're 11 and 14. Um, so the East is really, really close. Of course, it's, it's very early in the season, but I got I to lose them too. Yeah, I hate to say it, man, but <laughs> I got this as an L, man. So again, appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, definitely show up, watch the game. Uh, was try to try to get this dub, was just prove ourselves wrong. Um, Definitely check out me and my dude, the real Ed Oliver, on Twitter and Instagram. Every game we're commenting, we're watching games. We're you know we're talking back and forth with fans. So definitely tune in. Uh, we are close to three thousand subscribers on YouTube. So definitely like, subscribe, comment below. Everybody, I hope everybody has a good Thursday and a good weekend. Everybody, peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.